And now we come to this cusp of the Easter week. Um, and it's Palm Sunday. Happy Palm Sunday to you all. And uh, can you believe that it was a couple of months ago when we first looked at the triumphal entry um, and uh, Jesus enters into Jerusalem and all the people cry, Hosanna, uh, we are saved. The king is here. That, that was back when we gathered in a building. Oh. But uh, now today uh, it is Palm Sunday, but we're not going to look at that text, the triumphal entry. We're going to look uh, at the next place that we get to in our, in our series, John 19. Um, today we're going to look at the pain of Jesus. But actually, I want you to hold in tension that sense of the triumphal entry. Jesus is entering in to Jerusalem, the beginning of the Easter week, going into trial, going to his death and uh, ultimately going towards Easter Sunday. And uh, well, I guess it's a bit of a spoiler, but, you know, the resurrection. And um, so we join Jesus now uh, as he's come out of the trial uh, and as he walks to the cross where he dies. So let's read together. You can read uh, on your Bible tab uh, or in your Bibles at home. Uh, We're going to start at verse 16. I'm just going to read a couple of verses before then we kind of begin to unpack what God might be saying to us today. So verse 16, finally Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, He went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side, and Jesus in the middle. Jesus is right there in the middle on the cross, with one criminal to his one side, another uh, to his other. You know, Jesus enters into our situation. Just like he entered into Jerusalem, uh, he enters into us. He's the word made flesh. He is the one who who comes and stands, not at the side, uh, trying to shout instructions at us, but, but right in the midst of where we are. Isn't that good news for us right now? Isn't that what we need to know wherever we are? I wonder where you need Jesus to just come that bit closer to you in this season. And I wonder if Jesus is coming close to you uh, to say uh, that he wants more of you, that he's got stuff that he wants to work out with you during this season. You know, this point when Jesus is going to the cross is a really intimate moment. And Jesus invites us right into the very intimacy uh, of, of him suffering, of him knowing sufferings, and invites us into Uh, this place where he experienced the very depths and tensions uh, of what it meant, uh, what it means for us to be human and to be in the now and not yet, to be a people of resurrection, but to still be awaiting the renewal of all things. I just want us to pray. Let's just pause and pray uh, before then uh, we uh, unpack a couple of points. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for what you have done. Thank you that you gave your life that we might be saved. Thank you that you gave your life that we might know hope. Thank you that you gave your life, Lord Jesus, knowing what it meant to be like us. Thank you, Jesus, that you entered into humanity, you entered into the world, and that we are not alone because of you. 
Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come. Connect us. Thank you that you are better than the internet and uh, you connect us so intimately and so well. Uh, not just with the Father, not just with Jesus, but with each other. So I pray that you would be at work amongst us. Care for those who are hurting right now and bind us together, Lord Jesus, by your love, I pray. Amen. So my first uh, point that I want to make is that Jesus enters into pain to save. Now, when I was uh, a little bit younger, uh, my family went on a holiday. Uh, we went to a camping place and there was a swimming pool and my, uh, we went with some other families and my mate's mum uh, said that she would take some of us down to the swimming pool. Now, I realise now that I don't think she knew that I couldn't swim. So we went into the swimming pool and I kind of potted around in the shallow end, but my mates who could swim were out in this cool kind of whirlpool bit. And uh, I really wanted to kind of, you know, be closer so I could chat with them. So I began to edge out along the wall. As I edged out, inevitably, my hand slipped and I began to sink. I have this really vivid memory of being looking up and a lifeguard breaking through the surface of the water uh, and diving down in order to save me. I was pulled, the next thing I knew I was pulled out, I was on the side of the pool and I was absolutely fine because this lifeguard, where other people hadn't seen what was going to happen, he had seen and come to rescue me really quickly. This is what Jesus does. Jesus enters into the places where we might be drowning in pain, uh, in suffering, uh, whatever it might be, uh, and he enters in to save. And ultimately he enters in because he wants to save us uh, from sin and death. I'm just going to read uh, from the message to us uh, because I think this is really helpful. This is Romans 8 that I'm going to read. Not the whole chapter, just a few verses. Romans 8, starting at verse 1. With the arrival of Jesus the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ's being for us no longer have to live under a continuous low-lying black cloud. A new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a fated lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. So Jesus saves us in our places of distress, but he also saves us from our places of sin and the place of death. You know, sin is, is at work around us and we are all people who, uh, who have fallen. And a lot of our life is about learning to get back up again, to be free uh, from uh, sin in our life. And Jesus offers us this lifeline. By his death, he dies so that we can live with him, no longer under the power of sin and death. He is the one who enters into the place of death. He dies so that we might live. He takes death to death and he takes sin to death and he takes uh, away uh, what otherwise would be the stuff uh, that means that for us, death is the end. But with Jesus, death doesn't have the last word. You know, Isaiah 53, 3 says that Jesus is a, a man of suffering, familiar with pain. He knows what it is like to be uh, where we are and in our situations. And at the cross, 
we see him in this most humiliating of deaths. You know, this is a type of death that the ancient world deeply feared. It wasn't just a punishment and a cruel way to die, but it was also a symbol. It was a way of the Roman world saying, don't mess with us, because if you do, this is how you can die. But Jesus, even in the face of that, destroys the ability of any enemy uh, to say that we should be fearful of them. With Jesus, we don't have to be afraid anymore. He takes fear to death out of his great love. You know, we've already read it in our John series, haven't we, that Jesus says in John 15, greater love has no one than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. So, point one, Jesus understands our pain. Jesus enters into pain to save. Okay, point number two, Jesus enters into pain to birth hope. So uh, we are to be a people of hope. And you know what? Jesus is actually, he's a bit of a pain. If you're feeling overwhelmed or, or down uh, or you are in a, in a place where you are struggling, actually Jesus is not willing to let you go further down into that. He is the one who wants to bring hope and put it right there where you are, wherever you feel you are, wherever you find yourself, wherever you are struggling, he wants to plant hope right there, ready to give birth to something better. He is not afraid of pain. He will come straight in, in order to save. So Jesus enters into pain uh, to birth hope. In John 16, 20, it says, he says to his disciples, you will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. Oh man, we we need Jesus, don't we, right now in this? We are in a time uh, when we are in the midst and the tension uh, of of the turmoil with COVID-19. The way that this virus has spread uh, around the world. You know, this is uh, the fastest kind of change of human behaviour because of this virus that uh, all happening at the same time that we've, we've ever seen. And it's no wonder that we're reeling from, from the change of it in so many different ways. You know what? Like Jesus brings hope into your situation. Jesus wants to pull you out of the places where you might feel that you are struggling. And Jesus even wants to take grief and promise that one day there will be joy because of him. And we're going to enter into grief. We're going to have to uh, deal with that. Some of us are going to have to do that personally. And some of us uh, are just going to take part in that because it's our society that will start to grieve. We've already started to do that. But also the world is grieving. And yes, the world has known grief before. This is uh, like the loss of life is, is not a new thing. But this is a new thing and a current thing. And we need to invite Jesus to enter into this place so that we might be a people who even in the midst of grief are able to plant joy. Jesus says, in me you will have peace in a world of trouble. Jesus doesn't promise that we're not going to feel pain. But what he does promise is that he is with us in it and that there will be a day when there will be no more pain. And so we live in this tension. And there is hope to be had in it. Uh, brilliantly, this week, Freya was doing homework and um, one of her pieces of homework was to create her own superhero. And she created a few different ones. 
And so I was asking her about these different superheroes that she had drawn. And so I pointed to one. What's this one, Freya? Oh, that is Justice Supervisor. Amazing. Uh, what, a, what a cool name. And what does Justice, what's her superpower, Freya? She calms people down by saying peace. Oh, well, you know, classic. I really welled up because I was just really proud of her. But also I thought, oh, I want to be like Justice Supervisor. I want to have faith to speak peace in Jesus' name in order to see people calm down and to see us be able to walk through pain with Jesus, holding on to the hope that he gives us. And I think Justice Supervisor is like Jesus. And this is what Jesus does. He gives us his peace. Even in the midst of the storm, he says peace. He is sovereign over the storm. He is above it. And he offers us his hand so that we don't drown. You know, hope is like anarchy to evil and chaos. You know, it's really like, really, Jesus is like some kind of hope punk taking right to the very place, the pit of death, hope in order to plant it so that we might no more uh, be conquered by it. He is the one who condemns evil in the world. Uh, he takes the powers and, and he, in his kingship, comes in authority over them and speaks peace and declares the beginning of this new world order. You know, when Jesus dies, it is the day that the new revolution begins. And we are part of that. The church is to be a light in the darkness. We are to be a people who are a people of hope. And not because we find it easy, but because we are willing with Jesus to fight the good fight and to believe that he has done enough. I'm going to uh, finish uh, today by reading just this last bit of uh, John 19, um, where Jesus dies. But before that, I think that I just want to be able to um, stir in us uh, this, this kind of extra step with Jesus. He is the one who saves. He is the one who births hope, even in the midst of pain. He is the one who understands who we are and what we are like and what we are going through. He is God's gift to us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that none should perish. And this is the Jesus who saves. But he's not just the one who dives in to the chaos and pulls us out of it. He is the one that teaches us to swim. The one who teaches us to live the one who can show us a way to live through it all. We are called to be disciples of Jesus, people who, who follow Jesus, people who are able to day by day grow in our relationship with him. He doesn't just shout out uh, instructions from the side of the pool. He doesn't just fling something in so that we can grab hold of it. He comes right in so that we can have relationship with him, intimate relationship with him, uh, so that we might be a people who walk closely with him. You know, I think that at this time, um, like Jesus is inviting us to just go much deeper with him. You know, and it's not that, uh, you know, he's kind of um, just kind of taking advantage of the situation. Like This is always his heart that we would come closer to him. But in these times when we are kind of under threat in some way, this unusual and new threat because of the virus, 
we maybe are just sharpened to the fact that actually when it comes down to it, we need Jesus. We need to grow in him. We need to allow him uh, to grow us. So my prayer today is, yes, that Jesus connects us. Yes, that that we know afresh that he saves us, that he is familiar with pain, uh, that he is the one who comes close to us. But it is that we would also, he would increase our capacity to spend time with him, to grow in devotion with him, uh, to seek him out uh, and to allow ourselves to be filled by his Holy Spirit, the spirit of resurrection, the spirit which gives us hope. So let's just read together uh, to finish um, here in chapter 19, these last verses, well, from verse 28. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit.